to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have someone amazing uh, for you. Welcome, John. John Jonas is here who um, started, founded, I guess, one of, uh, I was literally actually talking about your platform this morning to my husband um, because he (laughs) was complaining about, you know, having a lot on his plate. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to check this this platform out called onlinejobs.ph. So John is the founder and CEO of that platform. And I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to let him tell you about it. But can you tell us a little bit about onlinejobs.ph and how that actually even came about? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. Um, So yeah, how it came about was just out of necessity. Like I was trying to recruit someone for myself and I was super frustrated because there was, when I started this, I mean, this was, this was 2008 when I started developing it. There just wasn't a good way to find people. It just, Mm -hmm. it didn't exist. And so you like go to an agency and they're like, oh, do you want a webmaster or a programmer? I'm like, well, I want a content writer. They're like, well, do you want a webmaster or a programmer? I'm like, well, I, what? And that's kind of just all that existed at the time. Um, and so I just thought, oh, maybe there's a better way where like I could create a job board for the Philippines specifically because there was something different in the Philippines. I, I had figured that out at that time. And, um, and I was like, maybe I could get a couple hundred resumes into this so that I could recruit someone that I want, right? And we had a couple hundred resumes in the first month and we're approaching 2 million resumes now. And yeah, like the, it, it's amazing how easy it is to find talented people now compared to like what I was doing then. Yeah. And so tell us um, a little bit about that journey for you. So obviously you started this 2008. How did you get to that point? Can we talk about that struggle? Cause I know even before we hopped on, you were like, literally this was my struggle. I just needed to find people and good people. So can you talk us through that journey? Yeah. So when I, I mean, when I got started on the internet, like I started this internet business to work less. Right. And (laughs) which I think a lot of people do like, Oh, I'm going to start an e-commerce thing. Oh, I'm going to, you know, do an agency, whatever it is. Like I'm that, that it's going to give me freedom. Mm. And I started and I was like, yes, I got something that's making me a little bit of money. And then I looked and realized like, Oh dude, I'm working 60 hours a week. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is not better than my job that I just quit, right? Yes. Um, and and so finally, I mean, I, eventually, I was like, I just have to have help. I gotta hire. I gotta find someone. And so I, the first thing I did was I hired people locally. And this is actually kind of funny. The first person I ever hired just contacted me yesterday. What? She was like, "Hey, I want to hire someone in the Philippines, <laughs> uh, and I know that you're like the the, the Philippines guy." And what, it was super interesting. She was the first person I ever hired. Wow. And the first thing she did was quit. Like <laughs> I showed her what my business was and she was like, oh, I can do that on my own. I'll just go do that on my own. She quit. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I did that four times locally. I hired four different people. And the first thing they did was quit. And 
you know, like I was making money online and I wasn't making that much, but it just didn't work for me. And then there was a whole bunch of other stuff. Like if they weren't super productive, then maybe it wasn't profitable for me. And mm. it was just risky, you know, like 15 bucks an hour, you know, it's just. Yeah. So did they, did I hear that? so they would come in and they would see like, Oh, well, what you're doing is pretty easy. I can just go do that myself. Is that what they yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that's exactly what happened. Wow. Four times, four times in a row. Jeez. You yeah. definitely would have gone to complex after that, I'm sure. So, well, so I was like, oh boy, this isn't going to work. So I don't know what to do. And then I, and then I found Elance, which today is Upwork. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sweet. This is how I'm going to make this work. This is going to work for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And Elance was it's similar to Upwork, but it was a platform where you could just find a freelancer. Like, and their job was to do a project for you and then you paid them and they're done, right? Yes. And they facilitated that. And so I hired this guy to write these articles for me and he writes the articles and sends them back to me. And I was like, oh yes, I was so excited. I was so excited to get these articles back from him. And then I realized, wait a minute, I just paid this guy because that's what Elance required me to do. Mm-hmm. And now I have to verify that all of these articles are, are legitimate. They're not plagiarized. So I get through like the first six and they're fine. And the seventh one plagiarized, right? And I can tell. And then I, I, was, I had gotten through seven articles and I was like, I hate this. I don't want to read another article. And I had 50 of them. And then I realized like, I have these articles and now it falls on me to do something with them. Yes. Like I have to go submit these articles and I have to create resource boxes and I have to create links. And I hate that. I, I hate doing this, but this guy's, he was a writer and that's all he can do is just, he writes and I paid him and he's gone. And now, and I have to go find someone else to, and like, ah, I was just, that was where I was super, super let down. And I was like, oh yeah, this outsourcing thing just isn't going to work for me. Like mm-hmm. I want to turn over a whole process in my business. I want someone to write the article, submit it to the sites, create the links, create the headers, create the resource boxes, and then do it again on somewhere else and link back to that article and, and create all these links to my website. And, and that just wasn't going to happen with what I had found so far. And um, so I was just frustrated. Like, I don't know how hiring someone locally isn't working for me. It's risky. It's expensive. Hiring someone, hiring a contract worker overseas isn't working for me. It's, it's just not working. Mm. And I had a conversation with, with someone who was super experienced. Um, the guy, the guy owned backcountry.com. Um, he created backcountry.com and he, he actually passed away uh, last year, which was super sad for me because he was like one of my biggest mentors. He said to me, we, we, this was the first time I met him. He was like, hey, when you're ready to start outsourcing some of this stuff, make sure you go to the Philippines with it. And I was like, huh? Like, is, is that really going to make a difference? You know, like outsourcing sucks. He was like, and he told me, he told me why and he gave me a reference where I could hire someone full time. And, and I didn't do it because I was, you know, like, I don't know if this will actually work for me. I don't know if I can afford it, you know, like 750 bucks a month for a full-time person is what the reference he gave me, which, you know, is like so unbelievably affordable. Um, And this was through an agency where, you know, like I told you already, already, they said, do you own a webmaster or a programmer? Um, and after a couple months of not doing it, I finally was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I, I can't keep struggling the way I'm struggling. Yeah. I can't, 
I can't keep doing this. Like I'm working 60 hours a week and, and I'm not getting everything done. There's so much more that I want to do. I, I have to try this and see. So I go to this agency and they're like, well, do you want a webmaster or a programmer? I was like, well, I'll take a webmaster. They hire me this guy who knows nothing. He doesn't know anything. He's not a webmaster. He doesn't know. Like the only thing he knew was how to speak English, which was great. That's good. That's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's in the Philippines. Um, I'm paying them $750 a month. Uh, I didn't know this at the time. They're paying him $250 a month. So full-time 250 bucks a month. And it was the most liberating experience of my life. I like, I had this dude whose full-time job was to do anything I asked him to do. So like I could ask him to write the articles and he didn't do it right the first time. And so I was like, well, your full-time job is to work for me. So I'm going to fix this. Like, no, no, let's do it like this and like this. And we get it right. And then it was like, well, now I want you to submit the articles and here's how you do it. And so we get it right. And then I, I want you to add these links to these articles. And so we get it right. And so I started teaching him all this stuff. And it was like, oh my gosh, all these things that I had previously hoped to do that there was no way I could do. Now I'm doing it and I'm doing it exactly how I want it done because I just taught this guy how to do it. Yes. And it, it was completely amazing to me that wow. I, like I had, there was, it was almost like there were two of me. Yes. Like I, I was able to focus on more important things and he was doing what I had previously not been doing because I hated it. Right? <laughs> yes. So that was, that's, yeah. that is so powerful because, um, and I talk about this with my own community all the time, but the difference between outsourcing and delegating, um, because this is the thing, right? Like when you outsource it, a, you feel like you should be getting a lot more because surely they have the strategy, they have the experience and all of that. But then you very quickly realize that actually you want them to be following your strategy. <laughs> and that's just not possible when you outsource, right? Because they that's meant to be their, their thing. And I, and I do it more in the social media space. Like that's what, that's what I talk about. Um, um, and But when you delegate, when you have someone, a re resource in your team where you're training them and you're showing them the way that you want to do it, that's when it actually frees up and you, and you see the power of actually being able to yeah, hire people in your team in this way. It's so powerful. It, it's so true. So I have two things for that. Number one, um, I like to call it insourcing. I don't say it enough because mm. I just haven't gotten there yet, but it's insourcing. Like you're bringing someone into your company from overseas and like that guy that, I, that, guy that I'm talking about, mm. he still works for me today. That was 2005. Yeah. And he still works for me today. And this is one of the great things about the Philippines that nobody realizes how loyal they are and they'll stick with you forever as long as you treat them well. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things from what you just said is like, yeah, you bring them in and then you delegate yes. and every business is different. So like, oh, this outsourcing company has a process for doing this thing. Well, that's not, that doesn't work for my business, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So the second thing is um, everybody wants to talk about VAs and virtual assistants and Nobody wants to hire a VA. No, nobody wants to hire an assistant. Not that nobody wants to, people do. But most people want, you want like someone who's experienced at lead generation. You want someone who's experienced at social media. You want someone who, who's really good at using Canva to create graphics for you, right? You want a specialist. And I, so I call them an OFS, an online Filipino specialist, mm -hmm. because you don't want a VA. You want an OFS. Yes. Um, so yes. social media, let me just, for your, your, your customers, right? Your audience. Um, 
I hate social media. <laughs> Everything about it. I hate. So, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't log into Facebook. I don't have Facebook on my phone. I don't have the app on my phone. I don't have the Instagram app on my phone. I don't. And yet we make posts okay. on Facebook and Instagram every single day. Yes. I send stuff to my people in the Philippines and they do everything for it. Yes. Um, this is the power. Exactly. And that's exactly what I teach my clients. Like I actually teach them a whole process and actually, we actually help train their VA or their, I, um, what do you call it? OFS. OFS, OFS <laughs> yeah. Because you want a specialist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, I, lo- I love that. Like you're totally talking, um, you're totally preaching to the choir. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went through something similar where it was just like doing all the things when you're doing all of the things, right? And you're like, you can't. You, you physically, you physically cannot do all the things. And then as you, you were saying, then you end up not just not doing anything or the things that you know that you're meant to be doing because you just, <laughs> either you don't like it or you don't have the time. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. so true. And so like, I got to the point where I, so that first guy that I hired, I, I had a plan with him. Like, I, Oh, I have this thing that I know is super effective. I want to get this done. Right. Mm. I know how to do it. I'm good at it, but I don't, I don't really like it. Um, and the next thing I outsourced was I hired a programmer. I, I graduated in computer science and I hired a programmer and, um, and I stopped doing programming, which was amazingly liberating again, right? Mm. And eventually I hired people to do things that I don't know how to do like social media. Like I have no clue what I'm doing. And so I realized one of the most powerful things an entrepreneur can do is hire someone to do something that you know how to do first. Because most people, what the advice that they give is hire someone to do something that you, that you don't know how to do and you stick with what you're really good at, which is fine if what you're really good at is making sales. Mm. But if what you're really good at is like posting on Facebook, well, that's, it's, not, it's not like the best way to run a business by spending your time posting on Facebook, right? Um, not that that's not good, but, uh, if you're really good at programming, like I, I can be a programmer, but I can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, period. End of story. That's it. Right. That's like, there's a ceiling. You, you have to get someone else to do the things that you're good at mm. and become the CEO of your business. Yes. And so you're going to delegate all the rest of it. And, and you can get other people to do things the way that you want it done because you're good at it. You know how to give feedback. You know who to hire. You know what you're looking for. You know how to, how to train. You, you know the whole thing. You know what the outcome looks like. Um, so if you hire someone first to do something that you're good at or something that you know how to do at least, yeah, uh, it's so much easier. And then so much easier to then outsource, insource something that, that, you, that you don't know how to do later. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So how many, uh, so we're kind of like going through your journey and you've got, you know, probably at this point, a couple of, uh, can I call them VAs or RFSs? They were totally VAs at the time. Like they (laughs) didn't, they weren't specialists. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so what, uh, what was that moment when you were like, there's something here and I need to do this as in onlinejobs.ph? So onlinejobs.ph came about because I was trying to recruit someone for myself. Okay. So there was two things that were going on at the same time. And this was the moment. So number one, uh, I had two people working for me and I was trying to recruit someone for myself. And I was super frustrated because 
I went to this agency and they said, well, do you want a programmer or do you want a webmaster? Yeah. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> I want to find someone on my own. So this, that, that was one thing that was going on. The second thing that was going on was I had all of these people that I knew coming to me saying, hey, how are you doing this? Why is this working so well? So I was in this mastermind group at the time. We met once a week on the phone. I found every single week they were asking, how is this working? Why is this? How are you doing this? How are you finding these people? Every week we were talking about it. Mm. And so I was teaching them. And then they were like, I want you to come teach my audience. Teach, teach, come do a phone call with my audience. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know that much. I've just done this, right? And then I was teaching those people. And then the way that they were finding people was they were, it was crappy. They were, they were having the same experience as I, as I was having, do you want a webmaster or a programmer? Right. And I was like, there's a better way. I think we could build this job board. And, and so I brought this to my business partner at the time, who's still my business partner today. And, um, and he, I said, Hey, what do you think about building this thing? He was like, nah, I don't really like it. It's like, why? I, like, I think it could be so good. I think it could be so big. He was like, it'll never be that big. It, it's, it's not. And I was like, no, wait a minute. Th and that was like the moment. Like, this really could be really big because everybody needs this. What I have, at, like, I'm seeing other people want to know Nobody really realizes the potential because I was like so early on in this. Um, people were still just hiring contract workers. They were going to India with it, which is fine, but it's just, it's a different experience in the Philippines and, the, and finding people sucked. I was like, no, there's some, there's some future in this. Yeah. And so I, I went back to them and said, I want a programmer. And I had him build this platform. Wow. And then, so what happened with the, so the business, your business partner, who is your business partner now, he came around like what? <laughs> well, hey, okay. So he and I, uh, I'm very entrepreneurial and he's very managerial. Ah, got it. And so I was like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to do this anyway. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll just have to get on board. <laughs> yes. Which he totally did. And, and it, it's so good with him because I, I am able to create things. And yeah. he's able to manage things. So I create things and I hand it off to him and he's so good at managing the moving parts of it. Yeah, awesome. That's that's super cool. Um, okay, so our um, listeners believe in the power just in uh, our listeners believe in the power of storytelling to actually create that human connection, um, to actually build their business. So you've told us like amazing stories, especially about your journey and you know what led you to this point. Do you share this with your own, your own audience? And, and if you do, how do you do that? Do I share the things that I've just told you? Or just your stories and the things that you, even if it's like everyday things Heck that are yeah. right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like, so this had to be, gosh, it's got to be like 12 years ago, something like that. Maybe 10 years ago where, uh, I don't know if, you, so I go to this mastermind meeting in Vegas with Russell Brunson and oh man, who is it? Check this out. I don't, is this a podcast only or is this video also? Uh, this is video also. Yeah. Okay. So watch this. Here's my desk. Oh, I just pulled it off. <laughs> this is, um, I have like three things taped up on my desk. One of them is a drawing by my daughter. 
And this one, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this, but the title of that story selling story yes. selling, right? Yes. So I go to this, I go to this mastermind meeting in Vegas and one of the guys who's, you know, there's like 12 of us or one of them, one of them talks about story selling and Russell was all into it. And I was like, that's so great. I I've kind of been doing this. I just didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what I found is, so in my newsletter every day, I try and tell a story about my life. Right. And it's like something dumb. <laughs> like my daughter said, talked back to me today about this. Yes. And here's the principle for, here's the principle that you're interested in, which is your OFS. Uh, but here's, here's, here's a little tiny bit about my life that led to this. Right. Yes. And man, that is just bringing a story in is so effective. I love that. And, you know, I'm obviously um, a huge consumer of Russell's, a lot of Russell's content as well. And he talks about how, you know, stories are so powerful for, to bring people on their own journey to get the epiphanies that, you know, that you want them to be having, right? Like that's, you know, and I a hundred percent, agree with that because when you can tell your stories, people actually listen to that story in their own, from their own perspective with it in their own situation. That's how they, they take that story in. So we have to be telling our stories. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> totally on board with that. Um, and so talk us through almost like, how do you market, you know, if a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, actually all of them are. Um, talk, talk to us about how you currently market onlinejobs.ph. What's your main marketing strategies? How have you grown it? Okay. So this is interesting. Um, I don't have a main marketing strategy. Uh, I do everything. And this is, okay, so here's where I, here's where I figured this out. So after, how long do we have? Uh, I I got a five minute story. Okay. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So my wife is seven. This is 2008. My wife is seven months pregnant with, with our third daughter. And uh, she goes in the doctor's office and he runs some tests and he says, you have preeclampsia. And if you don't go on strict bed rest for the next three to five weeks, you're going to lose this baby. And I was in the doctor's office with her. And that was, I mean, hearing that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to lose, you're going to lose this baby if you don't go on strict bed rest. And he said to her, you could have seizures and die. Like, okay, well, I'm not about to lose a baby over money. So for the next three to five weeks, I got two other kids. I'm going to take care of them. Um, is my camera blurry? I feel like my camera got a little blurry. Bit blurry yeah. <laughs> I stuck that piece of paper up to it. Maybe that just oh, it. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm not about to lose a baby over money. So we go home and I'm like, I got to take care of my other two kids who are like one and three or two and three or something like that. And so I sent an email to these two guys in the Philippines that I had working for me. And I said to them, Hey, look, here's my situation. I can't work. I need you to take over what I'm currently doing in my business. And, and I don't want you guys, I don't want people listening to think that I just pulled these guys off the street and all of a sudden they're running my business, right? Cause that's not what happened. They had been with me for a while. I had spent a good amount of effort bringing them in and training them and helping them and, and helping them to learn and grow. Right. So for the next three weeks, I spent one hour in my business. The rest of the time was with my kids and my wife. Um, My wife had the baby three weeks later, a beautiful little girl, healthy. Everything worked out perfectly. 
for the next two months, though, she struggled with postpartum depression. And so I didn't go back to work. Uh, I spent about an hour a week for the next two months. So I spent three months away from my business and um, come back to my business. And I knew because I had communication with them that things were going okay. The business had grown during that time. The point is it didn't fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. so, so at this point, I was like, I'm bored. I, I need to work again. Like there's only so many times in a day that I can take my kids to the golf course and I, I need to be doing something. Right. So I was like, I am going to design a new business based around this outsourcing thing because I, I didn't, I didn't really fully understand it. I'm going to see how far I can take this. Like how, how extreme can this outsourcing thing get? So I designed this business based around they're going to do all of the work. And I'm going to see, can this work? Can they do all the work? And can I just be the thinker, be the CEO, right? So I record myself talking for 45 minutes and I describe everything about this business. And I already knew, I had already figured out that they were loyal and they were pretty honest and they were pretty hardworking. Mm -hmm. So I send this audio to my guy in the Philippines and he, and I buy a domain. He takes the domain, sets it up on my hosting account, sets up WordPress on the domain, start changing the theme according to I've described in this audio. A couple of days later, he sends it back to me. It's terrible. It, it was terrible. Um, and so I was like, okay, I, I mean, I think we can work with this. So like, let's change this and let's move this and let's do, let's do all these things, right? It took us about a week and a half or so. And we got the website looking right and I didn't do it. So then the next thing was, okay, now you're going to start writing the content for this. And so he wrote the first thing and it was terrible again. And, and that was when I was like really discouraged at this whole idea. He wrote this piece and was like, this is never, this is never going to work. And, but I, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try. So let's change the way we do this. I want you to gather data from here and here and here. I want you to structure it like this. Here's how we're going to do this. It took me like two weeks of doing that with him and he got it right. And I never wrote another piece again. Wow. Um, so then I was like, okay, now it's time to start marketing this thing. So here's how SEO works. And I already taught him some of it, but now we're going to start implementing more SEO. We're going to do all these other things. We're going to do, um, we're going to start posting unclassified ads and we're going to do some social, which at the time was like friendster.com. Um, we're going to do, we're going to do article marketing and we're going to do RSS feeds and we're going to do link building. And we're, we're going to do all of these things you're going to, you're going to run uh, Google AdWords campaigns for me. And so we're going to do all these things, but my goal was, I don't want to do any of them. I just want you to do it. I'm going to teach you how to do it. So um, that business ends up and it, it makes me like $200 in the first month. Um, not enough to pay his salary, uh, but it, within three months, it was making me three to $500 a month within a, within like six months, it was making me three to $5,000 a month. Within a year, it was making me ten to $15,000 a month. And that was because, to me, I had implemented everything I knew. Mm. Your question was, what is the main strategy that we use to market onlinejobs.ph? I don't have a main strategy. I implement everything I can. Yeah. I just don't do the work. Yes. So right now, we have a lot of word of mouth. And we do a lot of things to encourage word of mouth. Um, we have a lot of other people promoting onlinejobs.ph, either as affiliates or not. And we do a lot to encourage that. We encourage affiliates. We encourage when we find someone talking about it on YouTube or on their blog or wherever, 
we encourage them to do more of it and we do certain things to encourage that. Mm. We do a lot of content marketing. I create a lot of videos. My team does different things with those videos. They post them on social, they post them on YouTube. Uh, they link them in different places. They do social media for online jobs. I do podcasts and we talk about it. Um, we run a lot of Google AdWords ads. We run a lot of Facebook ads. We post in forums. I have people on my team in the Philippines who post in forums and they just participate in the forums. And every once in a while, they mention online jobs. Mm. Um, they participate in Facebook groups. And then every once in a while, they mention online jobs. So like we try and do everything we can. Like we do email marketing. I already mentioned that. Um, it's really hard to track what of those things works really well when you do everything. Mm. And I guess the beauty of your model is that you can because you have the resources to which a lot of entrepreneurs when they're starting out or even not even starting out, just actually growing, but they don't utilize insourcing in this way, they really struggle with because it can get expensive very quickly. Um, expensive and time consuming. Yeah. Like just do it. You can do SEO, but that's the only thing you can do. Yes. If you're doing it yourself, right? It's yeah. just too much. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. Um, uh, we do get asked. So I obviously, you know, um, as an aside, so we have a program called Capture CEO, which is around freeing up your time from like the suck that social media is um, by getting a VA and we, you know, we help them and we really just work with the CEO to stay on top of the data and the metrics that, you know, actually helps drive the needle for them on social. Great. I love that. But a lot of questions that we get is around or, um, and I wouldn't say pushback, but more like skepticism is around English and tonality and, you know, trusting, you know, uh, OFSs to actually get their tone of voice. And what, how have you found that? And what have you done to kind of coach your team through that? That's such a good question um, because it has been a process for me. So the first thing is English. People need to understand English is a primary language in the Philippines. They speak, they call it Filipino. It's Tagalog, but it's Filipino because they modify it. And they speak English. Like if you go to the Philippines, street signs are in English. Like manhole covers are printed in English. Um, billboards are often in English. They watch American TV. So English is so common there that I've only been there once. Just so you know, I've only been to the Philippines once. Mm -hmm. 2010, which I really feel like I should go back. <laughs> um, I was in a hotel in Manila and there's a Filipino clerk and a Filipino guest at the desk and they're arguing with each other and they're arguing in English. And I was like, crazy. this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So finding someone whose English is flawless is not that hard. That, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, you do have to recruit for it because there are some oddities in their language, but it, you can definitely find people who have, I mean, there's so many call centers there. You can find people who have been coached through this, who have had tons of experience. You find people who have lived in the U S and are now back in the Philippines. So there's a lot of opportunity. So then getting them to write in your tone is, is a different challenge. And here's kind of my process that I've, I've been through years of this with different people. So the first thing that I do is give them a bunch of my content. I want, I want you to read everything that I've created, which not everything, because I've created a lot of stuff, but I want you to watch my videos. I want you to read what I've written. Mm. Um, and then I want you to write this thing. 
And the first thing that they write is not, it's just not, it's not going to work. Right. And you see that like, this is a common theme here. This stuff, if you think this is a magic bullet, like everything's going to, you're going to get everything off your plate all at once and everything's going to be perfect. It's just not the case. Mm. Right. So the first time they do it, it's not going to be great. And that's, I mean, I've had a couple of people that have, have done a really good job, but it'll still go in and out. It'll go up and down in, in like what they're doing. Um, so there are things that I have a couple things. So number one, there are specific phrases that I've corrected from them. Like, Hey, don't, don't use this phrase anymore. Don't use to avail because we don't say that. Right. Um, or, um, let's change how you create this social post. Take what I said. And so I'll do this a lot. Like I'll record audio because it's so easy for me to just talk at my phone Mm. and we use Voxer for this. Um, And I'll just record audio. And then I'll say like, I want you to take what I said and make it into text because what you, how you speak is not how you write, Mm. but you can at least use my language in and put it into a written form okay so that was that was really good um and then when i started seeing like her her english is flawless um and i have i have multiple people whose english is just flawless it's really great but she would make mistakes either in editing or in not proofreading or getting lazy or maybe like the process of changing audio to written because it's not a transcription yeah. Maybe that it was just taxing. I don't know. So I would, I added another person to the process. Like, Hey, I want you to write this, but before you send it to me, I want this other person to read it and edit and give suggestions. And then I want you to edit it again. That was another really big deal for me. So for our social media now, um, a lot of the time they'll take stuff out of things that I've said, either I've dictated it or, I've recorded a video and they're taking parts of that video and they're going to modify it into text, whatever. Um, so someone does that, then they send it to someone else on my team who, who does an edit of what they wrote and makes suggestions. They go back through it again and then they send it to me. And usually when I get that back, it's, it's really dang good. And so then I'm just reading it and approving it recently. So I started a podcast recently. Um, like I'm filming all these videos, I'm writing all these emails and, and I was like, I, this is also works really well for a podcast. Right. And so one of my OFS is writing the descriptions for the, all I do is feel, all I do is record the audio. That's the only thing I do for my podcast. Um, so she's one of them is writing a description of each episode and she sends it to me to approve. And I was, and after episode like 24, I was like, I don't want to approve these anymore. I don't. I don't feel a need to approve these. They're great. Every one of them is just don't get, and I said to her, just don't get lazy, right? Just don't, just because I'm not approving it doesn't mean you don't have to proofread it or go through the process. But that's, that's like the end outcome. That's the end goal for me is to get me out of the process so I don't have to see it anymore. And it still is really great. I love that. That's a, that's actually a really, really great learning. And I'm like listening to that going, Oh, I should put that in my process too. Um, okay. So uh, where, where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year? Is there anything that you're like, yep, this is what I'm going to be focusing on? Yeah. Business? 
So, so we talked about Russell Brunson, Russell and I are good friends. Um, like I'm about to post a video that I recorded at Lake Powell this year of our fan, our two families on vacation together. Um, and every year we go, we have, a, we talk about, we talk a little bit about business. We talk about his business. We talk about my business. We talk about what we're doing. And so a couple of years ago, he convinced me to create a funnel. Right. And it, and it hasn't, it hasn't gone super well. It's, it's okay. I mean, like the content behind the funnel, uh, this is, so this is one VAOA.com for me. It is my in detail recruiting process. People are often so scared to hire someone because they're going to make a mistake because they don't know what to do. They don't know the steps. So I recorded my, my recruiting process. Um, and, and the feedback I get from it is really great. The marketing behind it's not as great. And I'm not Russell Brunson, right? Um, and so that's that's my focus this year is getting that, getting it right so that I can get it into more people's hands. Because I, I, just, I know now I've had too many, I've had too much experience now in, and you know this, when someone hires someone from the Philippines, either full-time or part-time, the first time, it is life-changing. Um, and it doesn't always work out. It's not always life-changing the first time, but when you get it right, like this is, it's life-changing. Yeah. And we've had hundreds of thousands of customers and we should have millions and millions of customers 100%. because it would, the world would be a better place. Totally. And by the way, I just want to jump in because like you're, you're, you, you're right. Like it has been life-changing for us and for our business. Uh, we work with uh, recently, we added new two VAs to our team. So we now have five in total um, in, a, in our team. And I can tell you, like, is it, it's not only life-changing for, for you as the business owner, but it's actually life-changing for them, which is like our first VA, she, I didn't even realize that this was a thing, but she was like, yeah, you know, I just really want to share with you. I'm so thankful. You know, we just bought our first ever washing machine. And I'm like, what do you like? What, what do you mean? Like, as in your first, as in she, they had never had a wash. And we take this for granted, right? We're, we're fortunate. We live in, <laughs> uh, you know, great countries. I'm originally from Australia, but like, um, you know, like we, we take this for granted. And for her, it was like literally life-changing that way. Um, we've, you know, another VA who has a stutter, like she stutters. And she was like, you know, I would never have gotten this opportunity, like if not. For, and so you just listen to these stories and you're like, Wow, like it's not just for you, it's you're actually genuinely helping these other people in ways that you just never would have thought would have been. Okay, so it goes beyond that. Um, you're and, and so just so you know, almost every single time I get I do a podcast like this where the host has people in the Philippines working for them, they tell these stories. Um, it's like if you hire someone, you will have this experience where they say, Thank you so much, you changed my life because of. Mm. whatever it is. Right. Um, and then you'll start to realize, oh my gosh, you didn't just change their life because the goal in the Philippines right now is to get a job working overseas. You're going to go to Singapore. You're going to go to Dubai. You're going to go to the U S and work and send money home. Right. Mm -hmm. You just changed their kids' lives yeah. because now their parent is present instead of being raised by their grandparents. And you just changed their parents' lives because now they have kids who are making more than they're making. Yes. And they're not raising their grandkids. 
you're cha- it's it's amazing. You're changing generations of lives here. I mean, I've seen I've so that the first person that I ever hired, right? He 2005. It's he still works for me today. Um, I've watched his kid grow up, and she's like 10 now, I think. And I know that girl has she has a different outlook on life. Yeah. Than what he had when I hired him. Mm, it's beautiful. It's amazing. So. Wow, like it's just, uh, I've loved having this conversation with you and it's been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. So I do want to end with, you know, if anyone is interested in seeing what you offer, learning more about onlinejobs.ph, where is the best place for them to go? Okay, so I have two things. Number one is um, if you still have questions, which you probably do, I have guidetoofs.com. And just so you know, I don't know when this will be published, but that website is brand new and not completely finished, but I expect it to be finished hopefully by the time you get there, but you'll probably be like, this is the first time I've ever talked about it. Oh, there you uh, go. Guide to OFS.com. <laughs> it is designed to answer the nine questions, the nine most common questions that people have. Mm. Next, um, if you want my help in recruiting someone, it's 1VAOA.com. That is my recruiting process. That's as close as I get to personally working with people to hiring someone. Um, and like it's, I poured my heart and soul into that. Um, and it should help you hire someone in like two hours, two hours total of your time from watching the videos, posting your job, doing your interviews, weeding people out, negotiating like two hours total of your time. This is not a long process. Um, yeah. So those are the two best, best things that I have right now. All right, you guys, well, you've heard it and we got the inside scoop on the newly launched, um, I would call that a funnel as well, uh, funnel there. So, guide uh, guide we, to OFS.com, yeah. Guide to OFS, yes. Um, so we will put those in the show notes. Thank you so much, John, uh, for joining us. You were, it was, This was such a delight. I'm so glad that we got to chat, especially because we've actually inserted some of your training into our program, which is super exciting. Uh, and everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that... Uh, you leave us a great review, share it with all your friends, um, subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Deidre Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.